All right, Between the Ears, founder, Bill, welcome to the show. You're one of the rarefied, you know, you're in really prestigious company, multi-time guests on best hour of their day. <laughs> wow, it is, it is an honor to be in that company, although I should hesitate with saying, I don't know who in that company is, so. Yeah, yeah, don't, uh, you know. You know, it's it's an honor depending on what you feel about now. It's good people, yeah. the Austin Maliolos <laughs> of the world, the Dr. Sean Pastuches. So, you know, pretty pretty well recognized people in the fitness world. Now, we were sure. just talking about for you and your wife Kariana, I came on to the box Zoom. You know, we're all like you said, we're all becoming experts at Zoom. So, yeah. you know. I, I talked about this though. One thing I would like to see Zoom do, I don't know if anyone from Zoom listens to this podcast, but if they did, you know how you have your group calls for the box like I was on? Yeah. So I, I kind of picture Zoom like you're going to a party and you, know, you show up and there's 20 people and you can look at them in this gallery view. But now I don't want everything I say to be heard by everyone so i would like for you to be able to click on one person and have like a private conversation with that person while still seeing everybody else do you like that idea? i think that's interesting i like it i mean you can do that so you can you know do that obviously via text with the chat correct right but i like that i like that um maybe i don't want to I mean, that's a, I like where you're going with that, Jay. I I do enjoy that. I like that idea. Well, because that's a party. That's a real party, right? You show up, but you have side conversations. But I can see you, and then I can be like, "Oh, Bill's having a really interesting conversation over there." So maybe I can then click on your bubble and be like, "Hey, I want to join that." Right. Because you can maybe maybe you know this is next level, but maybe like if I click yeah. on Bill you know, to everyone else, it split screens me and you. So you can kind of see who's off in these separate conversations. I understand. Yeah. Right. Then you yep. see like, like you, you see like four single girls over in one bubble. You're like, Oh, okay. I'm going to go talk to, it's just like being out. Yeah. Or if you're in my case, you just stand there and look confused <laughs> and angry at everyone. <laughs> you're like, Kariana, why did you introduce me to this person? You know, you men will get in a whole new set of troubles over this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think much would change from for most. So it's a good idea. Thank you. There, you know, like I said, I was on, I was talking at your box virtually, and you and I kind of had a side conversation that everybody listened to, but it was really about mindset. And yeah. you know, you are the founder of Between the Years. You know, that's even more important right now, I believe, than it is, you know, when you can leave the house. So I just wanted to have a conversation with you about, you know, you know, running the, the full gamut of this. It's like, what should we be doing? What can we be doing? What are, you're always good at some tips, you know. So for example, you told me to go work out with my earbuds in. I did that. But some other things that maybe the, the listeners can check out. So where yeah. would you even begin right now? If it's, you know, no, we're not talking fitness, we're just talking mental health between the ears. Yeah, I think one of the most important things to begin with is always going to be the present moment and the now and where are you? Like, where are you right now um, to pay attention to just what your state is? Um, and I think the given uncertainty of what we're in uh, there's a lot of focus on when will it be over? How long will it last? You know, there's a lot of focus on when right now. And it does pull us out of the present moment. And in the present moment, I think, is really where the keys to growth and understanding and, and certainly awareness and control is. Um, so, you know, for, for the way I'm looking at this, I'm looking at dialing up, if it was a volume knob, dialing up your presence as a way to build that awareness of where you are right now. And then we can start looking at things like, okay, where do you want to be? Where do, what do you have to do to get there and, and various um, kind of tactics, but without knowing where you are now, uh, it's just kind of, you know, a shot in the dark. So when you say where you are now, how would somebody even begin to know that to figure it out? 
yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is like just paying attention to the internal signs and signals, um, you know, kind of looking at, I always could tell people to like, think about three things. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? Um, you know, and then certainly like from a different standpoint, like what am I seeing? Um, but the, the essence of that is to pause for however long is needed and to try to pay attention to the internal signals uh, that's, that's present within you. And that's going to paint a pretty big, a pretty, a pretty good picture as, as far as kind of how you're experiencing this, this unknown and this challenge. All right, let me, let, let's dive a little deeper. Let's, let me talk about me. You diagnosed me. And, you know, because I think everybody else can resonate. I, I'm interested to hear, you know, what, what you think. So I think for a lot of us, okay. you know, we're kind of on lockdown and a, a few different things happen. One, we're kind of like just either we're super lazy and we're just like, I cannot motivate myself to do anything. Um, you know, and, and I think we've all probably felt that way, at least for a period of time or at least a day, you know, and maybe that still bounces back and you feel that. But I think a lot of other people, hopefully, especially those that listen to this podcast are feeling more like me, where it's like, all right, I still have to do some work every day, but I also want to better myself. Like I need to, I need to take this downtime to better myself right now. And whether that means, you know, reading or learning or, or you know, journaling, where, where do you start with that? And then also, where do you find that balance? Because I can tell you from my perspective, my, at the end of every day, what I start to think about is I did not do enough. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I have 16, 18 hours of being awake with literally where I, you know, other than going for a walk, I really can't do anything else. Why am I not accomplishing X, Y, or Z? Do you know what enough is? No, oh, see, this is why you're, I'm on the couch laying down and, and you're sitting there drinking kombucha. Um, no, and that's kind of what I was really trying to think yeah. about, you know, because it's easy to kind of just stack a, a list right now where it's like, I'm going to accomplish everything I've never accomplished in 40 years, you yeah. know, but so where is enough? Where, where, how does someone define that? Like, how do I say, how do I go to bed tonight and say <clears throat> that was a very good productive day? I mean, I, I think for, for sure, that's going to be super individual. Like, I, I don't, I don't know um, what that is for, for you. I mean, if we want to dig in and make it, it like real versus kind of hypothetical, I think we should dig into it. Um, All right. I certainly think let's, that, let's, let's make this a real, yeah. you know, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. obviously it's generalized. So anybody you know, can plug in reading for, you know, cooking but certainly what would you what would you say to because I, I almost to be honest I almost feel like I'm creating an OCD in my head yes because I'm just like I need to do so much more and like I get mad at Roz when she talks I'm like I shouldn't be talking right now I should be learning or I should be re you know so what is it about learning or doing things or um, whatever activities you have what is it about those things that you actually want to experience? I, th I think right now it's more so in an effort to say, you know, I can't, there's a few things we can't do just because, you know, I typically would, you know, go to a gym or train more and we're limited. I'm still working out every day and, you know, trying to stay on top of that. But then it's like, okay, what do I fill the rest of my, 12 hours with and I'm you know I do work for best hour of their day and for Thunder Bros so it's not as if I'm I have no obligations but they're minimized and and also we're saving time where we're not driving places I'm not working on the weekends for CrossFit right now um, so I think a lot of it is just trying to make sure I'm a you know this is a very generalized statement again, but staying productive, not letting my brain turn to, to mush right now and feeling like, hey, when I come out of this thing, I'm coming out of it better. You know, I don't want to come out of it memorizing every episode of The Office and, you know, 20 pounds overweight. Of course. Why? Why don't you want to come out of it being an Office Hall of Fame trivia overweight person? <laughs> 
I feel like there's no value there. So where, where in your life really is there value that you do? What gives you the most value? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I think there's certainly an aspect of it where growing a business and helping others is, is important. So I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm trying to do that, be it hopping on calls with you guys, um, you know, done that for numerous boxes and reaching out to people, doing more of these where it's just, you know, interacting with other human beings and and providing this content. Um, You know, and then it's like, hey, the more I learn, the more value I have once we leave here, be it to have conversations with others, to explore other careers even, you know, you never know. Yeah, and so it sounds like it's not so much a lack of being unproductive, but a lack of having connection to things that are valuable in your life. I, th- I think, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. You know, I'm I'm really trying to, while I've not necessarily dove into between the years, a huge part of what I'm trying to do is read like books on stoicism and history. Sure. Right. History. I mostly sure. watch YouTube YouTube videos, but uh, <laughs> but. But, you know, really trying to say, okay, if, when I'm out of this thing, I want to have bettered myself. Yeah. So, so like, and that's probably where I'm emphasizing the value. But that, that, that's a big part of it. Yeah. So I think that if you get to the end of the day and you think to yourself, I didn't do enough, you know, I think we, I would encourage you to relook at that statement in a more accepting way or a more positive way of, you know, what did I do? How did I, how did I operate that was in line with my pursuit of value, either giving to others or obtaining for myself for unknown, you know, kind of a future thing. And so I think when we look at like, what did I do versus how did I do it? um, That's a major kind of distinction and the scarcity of action I think is usually dominated by uh, certainly looking at you know a quantity like it enough right like so Brene Brown talks a ton about she's like the scarcity doctor um, that that lack of having or that not enough if we if I encourage people especially through between the years to have that internal dialogue with yourself and connecting to really who you are and that's going to go into like what is it what what are the things that you value what are how do you want to live and then um expressing that through the actions i think if you can get into that pattern of like yeah you know these are the five things maybe that are super valuable to me you know family relationships relationship with Roz, community value delivering via best hour of their day or thunderbro or you know uh, hq or whatever and then, you know, whatever the couple other things, maybe like Jason's, you know, personal value of learning history or whatever it might be, you know, looking at, okay, how did I connect to and express the things that are valuable in my life? And when we, I think, can look at that, then we move into accepting that, that that's how you're choosing to live in line with the value and not comparing to, I don't know everything about, you know, the the first world war or whatever it is in history and because you're never like you're not going to be an expert you're not going to be a you know phd level i mean who knows how long this thing will go for it i'm not down playing your (laughs) mental prowess of course but does that make sense i think no i think that's really great and i think again you know hopefully people listening to kind of my story are just putting in you know whatever their values are but i agree i think that was actually something that kind of occurred to me. So, you know, I've been training just 20 to 30 minutes a day of, you know, what I would deem CrossFit fitness type stuff. And I talked about that at your box, like I'm lacking motivation. So it's a lot of body weight, three, two, one, walk in the room and go. And what I've, what I've have been enjoying is kind of getting back to my yoga practice. That's I've not done for 10 years now. And it was during this, I, I, I said to Roz, I'm like, you know, I'm 41 now. When I was really into yoga, I was probably 22, 25. And I was like, it was such a different goal. Like, I just wanted to be the most flexible person in that room and be impressive to everybody. And I said, now it's funny. I'm like really enjoying yoga for the journey. Yeah, beautiful. And I think that's kind of what you're saying. 
uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think for folks who, because <clears throat> I hear this one a lot, like, hey, you know, how do you stay motivated or I'm lacking some motivation and I want some inspiration. And I think that there are, of course, folks who are inspiring and motivating and, and we can look to as, you know, their unwitting mentors, essentially. We can be like, wow, that's that person. Um, I think that's the story of the underdog, right? They overcame in face of adversity. And so I understand that being motivated externally is part of human nature, but I would encourage folks to similarly kind of look look further into the purpose of whatever it is you're, you're, you're doing. And so, you know, physical fitness or a movement practice at this time is incredibly necessary and vital and essential for physical, mental, and certainly emotional health and immunity and all of that. And so right now, you know, you're training 20 to 30 minutes a day, you're revisiting your yoga practice, um, connecting to really what not only the essence of that is, but why it's important in your life and what it expresses that you value of how you want to live. And I think right now, people who are at that games level, that sanctional thing, like they're going to have to figure out a way to, you know, continue training, so to speak, even though we don't know when the next time that there's going to be a competition. But for the 99.9% .9 rest of us where maybe that competitive element that we leaned on before has been taken away, you know, you and the boys at the box or, you know, you and the girls or whatever, and you like to push each other and challenge each other. And maybe that's not there. Or maybe there's that coach who, you know, all you have to do is walk through the door, wipe the sleep out of your eyes, buckle your seatbelt, and they're going to take care of you for the rest of the day. Now it's like, no, check it out. You have to do all of this on your own. And so one of the things I think that is very important right now for folks to look at is what does me moving express out of like, how do I express uh, something, a trait and, and, and something of who I am that is almost like the movement is just a token of gratitude for that. And so, you know, not every workout is obviously going to be maybe this sort of Zen-like experience, but I think in moments like this, when we think about not the, the completion of the workout being like, okay, good, I worked out today, but I'm somebody who values my health, values my fitness, um, and, and wants to be a positive example for maybe my kids or my family member or somebody in my life that puts their puts their effort into maintaining this lifestyle and this workout is going to be a representation of it. And I think when we look at it more wholesome and more internally, you know, that, that doesn't matter whether or not you did the, you know, support your local box fundraiser and you got five rounds or you got nine rounds, like what you expressed as a virtue of that action is far greater than the, um, uh, you know, I worked out or I didn't work out kind of deal. If that, no, I think you, I think you're really you know at least for me hitting home where a lot of the times it, you know going back to kind of like it's it's not about the destination it's really why you're doing yeah. it and and why it's important to you you know so for example another thing that I'm trying to do is I'm like okay this is your opportunity to and and you know as I'm speaking I'm almost like I'm probably trying to do everything I've not accomplished you know in my life in in these you know two to three months but you know, learning another language, you know, and, sure. and for me, it's a language for somebody else. It might be, you know, an instrument, but understanding not just, you know, why more so understanding why you're doing it for you and what that means for you. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say, is uh, that it? Do I get the certificate? You got it. <laughs> Who can I mail it? What's your mailing address? <laughs> but I think that that's really, you know, so I just, you know, kind of recently put up a post uh, last night or whatever. And, you know, I, I, okay, so my background was being in special forces and kind of operating at that, at that level. And by associative memory, people assume that that comes with a, a certain kind of character. And, you know, we talked about this on the last, on the first time I was on where you asked me if I read 
you know, David Goggins book. And we kind of had some fun banter with SEALs and, you know, look, the sensationalism of the military um, has been something that we have to look at for kind of how that storyline plays out in people's thoughts and perceptions. Um, but one of the things that people always kind of look to is they say, oh, you guys are like mentally tough and mindset. And, you know, that is something that is a term that gets thrown around quite a bit, you know, and if we look at sports, professional sports, often the, the commentators or whoever is sort of a, a, a yeah, commentator on it will be like that, that. What separates that guy is his mindset. That's like, that might be very well. That might be very true. I think everyone will probably agree that mindset is very important and is a tremendous asset. My, my issue with the word though, and the, and the liberty upon which it's used is what does it actually mean? And I don't really feel that there is, it's just like when coach Glassman said, what's the definition of fitness? And it was like, what was it? There was no definition. There were some people saying this, there were some people saying that. And so he was kind of like, well, we need to sort of define our terms. That way we can then move through with it. And I think that right now with mindset, you know, my, my definition, I took it a step, I've, you know, followed in coach Glassman's uh, influence and said, look, the between the ears definition of mindset is a mode of self-communication that drives actions as expressions of inner beliefs. And so contained within that is, you know, obviously the self-communication element. What are you speaking to yourself? What are you hearing about yourself? But then the action as an expression of an inner belief really takes the emphasis and it puts it on, you know, really looking more at the why and the how of what you do. And when we can connect to the purpose and the intent and the energy behind our actions from a place like within us, I think then we really start to tap into this advanced mind mindset type work where people look and they say, oh my gosh, you know, you did this maybe tremendous feat. Um, you know, and, and I would and I would submit that many of some of the strongest minds are not the you know heroes and the accolades and the Michael Jordans, but the people who do phenomenal things uh, because they believe so strongly in them and they have this unbreakable will and resolve, and and that's because it, it's not this external thing they rely on, but but more of that that internal. This is who I am, and I'm going to present that authentically to the world and 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 do my you know do my bit. Just for the listeners and for me, can you repeat that definition? <clears throat> yeah, it's a mode of self-communication that drives actions as expressions of inner beliefs. And that's on the test? That's on the test. That's, that's like I'm, I'm stomping my foot. That's the goal. <laughs> so, you, you know, you, when you bring up the military and you bring up – you know, this idea that those are people, you know, not necessarily the military, but you, you can be impressed by people who do that. Who can you name a few? Like, who would those people be in your life? For sure. There's one, there's um, one of my mentors. Uh, he was my boss when I first got to my team. Uh, his name his I'll call him Nick. He's still in, so I won't say his full name. He's not, he's overseas and stuff. Um, he's been somebody I learned a tremendous amount of that from um, as the belief part, you know, and, and being able to spend some intimate time with, with him and, and learn and really see how this is from a source so deep within that is just amazing. Um, he's certainly been, been one that I've had, who knows, maybe when it, I'm like trying to recruit him for when, when he decides to retire to, to start up because the world needs to, to hear him speak. Um, you know, that's, that's certainly been somebody that immediately comes to mind. I had a, I had a coach in college. Um, I was a college athlete, a coach in college, uh, who's now the athletic director at my school, Montclair State University, Rob Chesney, who was, um, ha had what I thought was a very strong mindset. You know, you do the right thing. And um, there was a thing, every time we would warm up, he would be like, you know, get to the line and don't cheat it. That was always this thing, like, don't cheat it. And even in like little warmups where we're just running side to side, uh, back and forth, you know, you didn't have to step on the line, you know, you're kind of a 
20 year old kid, you know, whatever, but it's like, no, you, you step on the line. Cause that's, that's kind of what you do and, and you don't cheat it. Uh, those are certainly two. My, my father was, you know, certainly influential uh, growing up looking at, you know, he was, uh, um, I remember reading his like Zen books and his ninja books and all of this kind of crazy stuff. He, um, he, he was certainly ahead of his time with, with some of the looking more to the East for, for some thoughts and whatnot. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, I just, I guess I, you know, one of the things that's actually really cool is especially with between the ears and the work that I'm fortunate to do with people is because it is very personal. It's the deep work. I learn from every single client, like, because everybody brings such a uniqueness. And when we're, when we're, when we're able to sort of tap into and understand who we are and, ex and express that authenticity, there's a tremendous amount of strength in that. And I am constantly learning from others as to how they approach these types of involved training experiences and lessons and, and thoughts. Um, so I, I learn a tremendous amount, you know, from my clients, especially. Well, I'm sure when it comes to your clients, you can't divulge, you know, a ton of information and, and all that, but can you think of two clients? You know, I, I kind of think of two ideas of the listeners, you know, Hey, I want to learn more about how to improve my mindset or learn more from between the years. And I think of two types of people, one, someone who's like, I have no, you know, success when it comes to this stuff and I'm weak minded and I want to get better. Can you think of someone you worked with that maybe came in and then you saw drastic improvement in how they, you know, went back to the real world. And then secondly would be someone who maybe, you know, like me might come in and say, like, I think I have a decent mindset. And then once they kind of go to you, they're like, whoa, I was wrong. And maybe mm -hmm. they saw the biggest change. Without a doubt, the, the, the former. So somebody that's kind of right at the top of my mind uh, came in. She joined the gym in an effort to save her life. She recognized that she had to be much more healthy than, than she was and um, did research and looked it up and came into the gym and said, Hey, you know, do you guys work with this demographic? And we said, yes. And um, the rest is kind of history. And then she signed up for between the years. And I did a 48 hour immersion where it was, you know, a full weekend. And all I said was, this is the price. This is the, this is the weekend. This is when you show up. Are you in or are you out? And that was all the information given. <clears throat> and she was the first one to sign up. And physically, physically, she was not someone that you would say is a physical stud, right? Like not, not even a year before basically started, we'll say all of the, you know, functional fitness, CrossFit, like healthy eating, all of that. And so you know, had from a physical standpoint, obviously recognized that she had to take this healthy approach to, to saving her life. And she not only challenged me to be like, well, I say this thing is for everyone, but if I really only mean the top 1% in every CrossFit gym, then that's, that's like not, that's, that's, a, that's a crock of shit then, you know? And, um, she has done the immersion. She's done my online programs, the practice, um, done the seminar, like pretty much signs up for, for everything um, because that quest to learn and never feeling like I think she's ever arrived, but always has more work to do, but can enjoy the learning lesson of that journey um, is, just, is just somebody who, you know, not only has she changed her life and has said like, this has, quite frankly, saved my life. Um, but she's also for myself and Carriana, like, you know, taught us so much as well and inspired us. And I th think about her sometimes, I think about her often when it's like, ah, you know, cause I have doubts, I have personal insecurities and doubts and questions. And, you know, when I think about somebody who inspires me, I always think about uh, I always think about Zoe because she's just just an absolute stud of a human and has done the work and has said like, hey, this has saved my life, but she has saved her own life. I've just merely, you know, helped shine some light on the on on perhaps the path. Um, and then someone who has signed up, who 
was completely caught off guard. Um, yeah, I think there's been a few uh, who are generally on the higher awareness level, have had some high performance histories, um, you know, be that you know, level one staff or CrossFit affiliate ownership or, uh, you know, some, some military successes. And I think that what's sometimes the shiny packaging could be misjudged as, you know, between the ears is kind of maybe this like grueling challenge led by a green beret and uh, an ang like angry looking shaved head dude who isn't like whatever just you know her tone and it could it, 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 i understand it has a certain packaging yeah you, you do have uh, which I'm, a little american history x look going on right now just for the record uh, you got the hoodie you got a shaved head <laughs> you know so i can yeah, see where they're coming the from Yes. You know, and that's, I had somebody actually who did an event, an in-person, a live event who said they almost, they got to the gym. It was at like, it started at like 10 o'clock at night on a Friday night. Um, and they got to the gym and they almost left because they thought that I was going to like get aggressive with them. And I was like, I'm going to go to jail if I like slam you against the wall. You're like, you know, <laughs> like that's, I can't do that. Um, but I think people kind of see that and they know maybe either my background or just, how maybe I my, my like how I am or whatever um and think it's something and then all of a sudden I we start talking about hey how was your emotional experience during something what came out uh and we really dive in and, and strip away all of the the kind of tough guy armor stuff which I try not to put on but you know I'm I'm, I'm not obviously um immune to you know doing that and i also not going to be like a flowing robes buddhist kind of guy that's just i'm trying to find my own authenticity uh, obviously as well um but yeah there's certainly been folks who have been like wow really we're talking about like love and compassion uh and some you know emotions where unfortunately it's mostly on the male side um that's that that usually catches people with a curveball You know, you talk we, in talking about mindset and saying, you know, that first example in Sully or, or this guy that shows up, you know, whether it's a drastic improvement or just someone that overcame their own, you know, obstacles. How do you even begin to measure mindset? I don't. I don't have a measurement for it. I, I don't. I don't know. So how do you know um, you're improving then? how do you feel? How, how has your, how has your life been? How has your, you know, kind of, are you, can you say, Hey, I feel a noticeable change. Um, people, clients have said like, it's awesome that I feel better, but it's amazing that my wife notices and says like, Hey, you're a better husband now. Um, that's been a pretty common one with, with, especially with males who have said, I kind of signed up to improve myself and in doing so I improved my, my relationship. I saved my marriage. Um, that's, I've heard that quite a few times. Have and, you had people the opposite, like maybe come to this, improve their mindset and realize they're in a toxic relationship? Uh, not a, actually. Yeah. So, yep. There's been a couple, uh, probably two that I know of. Uh, there's been two that I know of who have said like, I realize I need to make a change. And this is the exact change I haven't been looking at and facing and rate and, and I've been, you know, denying and repressing and suppressing this. Uh, and then there's been folks who have said, I need to make a career change because, you know, after working through this, not just kind of a, a willy nilly thing, uh, recognize that, you know, how I want to live and from an internal place uh, just is not aligned with maybe how I've currently been going but yeah there's been both both sides of it for sure well when you think Which about is sort of I think yeah oh, oh no go ahead no I, no I was just going to add you know which is one of the challenges is especially now because we're in this environment where people are six months ago and maybe around here and I'm in New Jersey so so it could be you know geographically maybe biased but you ask somebody on the street, you walk by somebody, Hey, how you doing? And they'd be like, ah, just, you know, just so busy. I've got you know, the kids doing this and then that's going that. And then we've got this project going on and, blah, 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 blah. and everybody was busy. It's like, all right, 
Well, now you go for a walk and you ask people, hey, how you doing? And they're like, I'm just so bored. And so we've traded out being busy for being bored. And I think what we're actually trying to say is we're just trying to distract ourselves. And the challenge with some of the internal work, I believe, is that you bring to awareness some of the some of the darkest distractions or the things you've been running away from the most and the essence of the work of trying to connect to and understand who you are and really honor that through action not just like a logical understanding but but um, an action-oriented understanding you have to face the things that you haven't been willing to face you've been able to face them but are you have you been willing to face them and not everybody is ready for that and i and i completely understand that you know um i think that i it's i don't take it for granted that some folks say hey you know what like i'm just trying to survive right now and i'm not ready for this work i want to do the work but i just i know there's things i have to pay attention to that i'm not willing to pay attention to and and i i get that i think it's a little sad um just just person like just from a overall perspective not i don't think that they're a bad person um you know but but i think that right now what we're seeing is people where are you going to go some of those exit doors some of those sort of mental back doors that we could scoot out and busy ourselves with or you know spend time away and just wait you know not do anything those are closing rapidly and all of a sudden we're seeing like you know i i don't have the i don't have the my three hour <laughs> saturday workout to hang and get some space and um you know what do you hear when it's very silent is something that i think people are starting to the murmurs are starting to get louder and louder and um yeah that's i think where we're at right now well, you know, that brings up the drill that you said, hey, go work out, put your, you know, AirPods in, noise canceling on so you don't hear anything. When you say the silence, be it in a workout or just when you're sitting there bored, what should people be digging into? You know, I think paying attention, like I always fall back to the awareness part. Um, I, I hesitate telling people they should do anything because I think when I, when we say like, oh, I should do this or I should do that, um, you know, I think should is a combination of shame and could. And so that personal, that personal not doing enough or not worthy enough or, you know, not good enough, um, that shame element of, of feeling like you're owning something and not a good person combined with the potential to do something. That's what a could is, right? And so when we say, hey, I should eat better um contained within that should is the shame of not being a person who eats good or who eats well and you know i think that within each of us we are we just we just need to make some adjustments or or, or whatnot so when there's the silence or when there's the boredom simply pay attention um what is what are you what are you thinking what are the thoughts going on inside of your head what is the tone of the voice that you're speaking to yourself with if mindset is a mode of self-communication you know are you aggressive with yourself are you berating yourself are you um, enabling yourself are you compassionate like what is the tone of the voice um you know and then what are you what are you feeling as well what are the not only the emotions but what are the physical sensations in the body parts that you um feel these emotions i think that you know the Emotions are certainly manifested in the body and there's an embodiment of emotions. And so paying attention to those, and that's where I think awareness is the root of, of any and all progress that can happen. So if you're bored, if it's the silence, you know, that's, that's a way to check in with yourself simply to pay attention and, and kind of get back to that present moment of, of what your experience of life is now. So is that a drill you would, I guess, why would you use, why is exercise a very common way to dive into that? Yeah, so different modes of intensity activate different parts of the brain. 
And so high intensity, like we'll just say Fran or, you know, max effort sled push or we'll say 25 seconds all out on the assault bike. Like that is going to highlight areas of the brain that are different than low or moderate intensity. And so because of that, I think when we have these, when we use movement and we use fitness in a way that works with sort of how our body and brain are connected and experience life, we are able to raise our awareness if we're looking for it and if we're paying attention as to that mode of self-communication. You know, going on a long walk, one of the exercises in, in, in the practice, which is my, you know, online program thing, is going for a long walk, but not listening to any music, not listening to any podcasts, not talking with friends. Like it's you and you going for this walk. And there's a corresponding mindset and a practical exercise and questions and all of these things to dive into. But that is going to be much different. You're going to be able to hear and feel and experience things differently than if I were to say, hey, you're going to sprint to the stop sign as fucking hard as you can until you can no longer run anymore. Like when you're sprinting, you're not going to really be like able to think or pay attention. It's just going to be laser focused off we go. And so where movement, we can really learn so much about ourselves is when we understand too, that the different, different types of intensity have different impacts on our brain and, and, you know, light up different areas and we can see and hear and feel um, things differently to, to further get to know ourselves. Do you think part of the problem these days, and, and this is something I've realized during this lockdown is there's so much coming at us. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, like, 100%. like you said, yeah. you know, it's, it's podcasts, it's books, it's, you know, just YouTube. It's every, I mean, there's just so much to consume. It's overwhelming. Yeah. So I remember when FOMO, when I first heard of FOMO and I was like, are you kidding me? That's a thing. And then what do you know? Four years later, I'm like, I've got FOMO, you know? And I think that people who are ambitious and people who are striving for more in their life, that's not a bad thing to want more abundance. You know, I think the challenge is when we say, I don't have it. Therefore I'm like, this is bad. Like striving for abundance, beautiful. And when we step into abundant living with positive values and attributes and service to others, then that's the beauty of humanity. And, and, and I think that brings out the best in people. But then there's this complete, there, this, there's this sense of being able to acquire and access. You are going to learn a new language. You're going to regain your, you know, level 10 yoga master, level 1000 yoga master. Like you know, there's all of this stuff. We have, we have so much, you know, access to information and possibility. Uh, where the and the stimulate the stimulation is just on overload, um, and I think that that creates a, a tremendous amount of brain fatigue, which also strips us or degrades our ability to be with ourselves. And I think that's the number one thing I'm concerned about personally. Is I, I, I certainly respect coronavirus and COVID-19 and I'm not ignorant to think that if I were, I'm immune to it or, you know, that it has fatal, it, it's a fatal virus. Like I respect the medical side of it. Socially, from a society, from a global standpoint, I am not concerned with me getting coronavirus necessarily. I am more concerned with how unprepared most people are, especially in the United States with how to truly be with themselves when things are drawn out, monotonous, there's nowhere to go, there's no real distractions. And the heaviness of kind of, we'll just say the monotony of social isolation and quarantine starts to crack the foundation. That's when people go crazy. And that's what I'm more concerned about, not necessarily um, you know, me getting it. Yes, I'm concerned about the healthcare system being completely flooded and overwhelmed, but like uh, from, a, from a human behavior standpoint, I'm more concerned with what happens when um, that pressure of being with oneself finally breaks them. And, you know, I, some of my past experiences and training and whatnot have highlighted just how real, just how fragile that system can be. 
And I know, like, I'm not perfect at it by any means. I've just like anybody else, a lot of room to go, but I have spent a lot of time alone and in my thoughts and, you know, among kind of these hardship type things. Um, and it's, it's, it's incredibly challenging. And, and I don't think we're in a day and age where, you know, we can, we, we know how to effectively handle that anymore because of the distractions. And, you know, like that was a thing we talked about, I think on the last one too, where it was like, look, stop checking your phone, not you, but like, stop checking your phone at red lights. What, like, how is that possible? That's a third, it's 30 seconds at most, but we are constantly, you know, kind of reaching for these, these little hits of um, information or sensory sort of uh, it, it scratches. It's like a sensory itch. We, we just constantly scratch. And so, yes, <laughs> I could have just said yes. No, I, and I agree with you. You know, that term brain fatigue, I think is exactly what I'm feeling where it's, you know, whether it's a combination of this FOMO. So you're just trying to smash everything into your brain, you know, that you can. And, you know, a great example for me was everyone's watching this show Tiger King right now. So, I started watching it and it was very entertaining. You know, it was, it was a crazy person, right? Like, fun. Like, and then I, was, after that first episode, I was like, I'm only watching this so I know what everyone else is talking about, but I don't care about this crazy person with tigers. And that's where yeah. I was like, I'm choosing to spend this hour learning about this instead of something that's actually important to me. Yeah. And that's where, you know, that's where the struggle lies. Yeah, for sure. And <clears throat> I think that one of the things that's, so my wife, Kariana, she likes watching TV, all right? We don't watch a ton. She doesn't watch a ton. So I have to like, you know, make sure I, I, I don't walk myself into a, an ambush here, but she likes watching TV. I like reading or just like kind of being still. All right. When, so, so I say that to say, I understand like watching TV is natural. It's like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to watch a show. It's entertainment. Like, yeah, of course. I'm not saying everyone should just, you know, never watch TV. However, I think when we look at, well, what, what is, what am I really getting out of this thing? Like, why do I really want to watch this show? And frankly, my opinion is for many people, they just want to tune out. They, they just want to kind of turn their brains off and disconnect and disengage. And I, again, like I get that. I, I do understand that. I think in, 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 in appropriate doses, that's, that's necessary. Um, but I also think that it's very easy to abuse that and then just to go to that and hide behind, I need to tune out versus what's causing you the urge to feel like you have to tune out <clears throat> in the first place. And so, um, you know, if you have, if you have an hour or two hours to watch Joe exotic, don't tell me you don't have five fucking minutes to journal about what did you learn today? Or who, what is the life I want to live? Like you have five minutes to check in with yourself and to pause and to really connect within and express something you have that time, you know, how you choose to spend it. And if you choose to engage in it, totally different. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, and, and, and wrapping this up, I think that's a really good point. And, and maybe my last question of just, you know, I think for most of us, like I use the office and it's exactly what you said. It's like, that's literally my brain shuts off and there's probably, you know, if you're kind of digging into it, it's probably there's, some dopamine release maybe, you know, and all that stuff. But why do you think most people, it's like we choose to, that's a common expression, like just shutting my brain off and relaxing, whatever. <clears throat> choose to yeah. do it by being distracted versus sitting in stillness. Because what you're doing during the day, you're not seeking fulfillment and you're not fulfilled and you're not satisfied in your life. And there's something absent that you need to step into internally first and connect really more with who you are and, and, and action that and represent who you are through your actions 
and then being able to accept that this is how you seek fulfillment and joy in your life. And I think that if we're able to do that more, we're able to find more of that inner peace and we're, we, we sort of remove the element of, I just need to tune out and I just need to, you know, basically turn my brain off because of all of this other sort of stuff throughout my day that I'm doing, that I'm not seeking that, or I'm not uh, uh, obtaining and extracting that fulfillment. So, so by distracting ourselves, that's what's, it's helping us forget that or it's helping kind of mask that fulfillment? I think it helps in, in not running anymore. It's like, a, it's like a hard stop. Your brain is like shutting you down and just saying, look, look, I do not want to, I, I can't keep going. Um, and so <clears throat> if we go through our day and we're, we're, we're not really in the, in, in the present moment and appreciative and connected, <clears throat> connected to living like basically an authentic life and things that bring us joy that is incredibly taxing where we're just this this constant sort of stress of i don't want to be here i don't want to be doing this i'm i'm i what am i doing with my life or like i just am not interested and connected and present in what i'm doing um i think that that over time builds up and then it's like your brain just kind of says like enough i'm done just i need to just check out um and again I, I think that if that happens like occasionally like that's understood like your brain will fatigue um but if it's the chronic kind of every night you know and then we look at okay well what do we do how do folks check out watch netflix pour a drink two drinks three drinks maybe eat like, you know, binge or eat less than desirable food. You know, some folks, they work out three and four times a day when that's like not what they should do. So we go to these things to sort of escape. And I, I, I think we can counter escaping by entering into a more authentic life. And that starts by looking within and, and kind of understanding and who we are. Easier said than done. And whenever I well, yeah. finish chatting with you I'm always like okay this is what I need to you know there's like no nothing necessarily tangible this is step one there's just so many things you need to start with but I think for a lot of us especially in this you know period of time it's like hey be find quiet find yeah. at least five minutes you know and that whether that's during x and you're gonna and you're to your point you're gonna get different reactions if it's during an intense bout of exercise a long walk or sitting on your couch yeah yeah i think that find the finding the pause i think people often say like hey you know we, we need to take a pause yes you need to find it sometimes and so finding the pause also paves the way for presence to be felt and stepped into and that's it if we're in the present moment like the pause is the is the tangible action we take to be to be present, and then when we are present, we're just just pay attention, just try to be aware of of what you are, you know, thinking and 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 feeling, and then give it some time and notice as well. Like, am I just completely unable to sit here for five minutes and listen to the howling wind outside? It's crazy windy out here. Am I, or am I needing to be distracted or am I thinking about whatever and sort of just starting the process because it can be incredibly overwhelming. And I think that's why people just frankly don't start because they're like, ah, I just, it, it's just too much. And I've got all this stuff going on. It's like, right. So maybe it's just five minutes a day. Maybe it's for half of your workout. You don't listen to music and then you put music on the second half or, you know, when you go for a walk, maybe you don't call your friend or, or whomever or maybe you just walk in silence and so finding those little moments of pause um with wherever you're at i think is is the is a critical first step to you know really raising that awareness yeah and like you said i think this time is when a lot of us are realizing it and hopefully you know listening to this helps because i agree with what you're saying you know a lot of people are gonna you know drive themselves a little crazy 
not knowing what to do with this. Yeah, we we're I there is a there is I think a and I hesitate saying this, but I I hope it's the under the intention is understood. There's a beauty about what's happening right now, in that as human beings we are globally equal in this thing, and I can't recall when the entire world and the our globe has been this equal, and no one's above this. Everyone's life has been impacted to a degree. And, and when has this happened where on this global scale, we've kind of all been brought down to kind of the mean and, and this equal element. And so, you know, there's that human connection element that is, in my, frank, in my opinion, like kind of a, a beautiful thing, yet tragic, obviously, and nobody would want this to be the case, but it is what our experience and environment is right now. And so we have in that an opportunity that has always been there for us to pause and try to get to know ourselves better, to, to be curious and inquisitive with the life we want to be, who we want to be, how we want to be. But we just haven't had whatever, whatever motivations or influences to step into it. Well, Mother Nature is providing us all an amazingly beautiful gift right now. And I think that if we approach this as an opportunity to get to know ourselves better, um, then we can come out of this thing better. I don't want to go back to the person I was before coronavirus was was what it was. I want to come out of this thing a better person. And, and otherwise, too, you know, I think it's worth saying because my obviously like service to me is is incredibly important. There are folks, the nurses, the doctors, the you know garbage men, the shopkeepers, that all like the people who who simply cannot stay home and have the luxury of being confined in in their home. They are surviving right now. They are surviving right now, and they are going to be the ones who, for the most part, pull us through this thing. I am not contributing anything to the <laughs> health of others, to the sanitary operations. Like we don't want trash on the streets. Trust me, we do not want that. That is a, those garbage folks and sanitation workers should have be, should be getting tipped weekly. Um, I'm not going to contribute anything. I'm a supporting element at best to maybe someone else. They are surviving right now. They're fighting. They're on the front lines. Everyone else has an opportunity to thrive. And if you don't take that on as, as something that you should do for yourself, well, do it for those who can't. And, you know, when I think about how my headspace is during this time and how my, how my actions are going to be representative of the, the authentic person that I am and I want to be, I think about the people who, yeah, frankly, they're just up, you know, basically kid up, go to, go, go to the front lines, back down, I made another day. I've lived that life of just wanting to go, just wanting to have the, the, the head hit the pillow at the end of the day. And that's, and that's a, that's a major win. And um, there's, there's a lot of folks who are living that life and they don't have the, op they don't have the benefit and the good fortune of saying, wow, I really get to explore and understand who I am in this capacity. They're definitely going to have some, 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 you know, um, transformative experiences again, even though tragic, but everybody else who's basically just being told, Hey, sit home learn how to play guitar, learn Arabic, whatever it might be. Um, you kind of, the way I, at least I am approaching this, I owe it to them to, to be a better person out of this uh, because they weren't afforded that opportunity. And, and hopefully we can motivate and do that. I think we're, we're trying, we're trying. And even if it's just listening to this podcast. So in the meantime, where can people check out what's going on with Between the Years online? Yeah, so you can go to um, – Instagram will probably be the best way to just kind of get an overall view. Um, so at Between the Years, B-T-W-N, the ears. Um, you can certainly go to betweentheears.com. Uh, my personal name, Bill Anthes, you know, Bill, A-N-T-H-E-S. Um, all those are, are the best way. Well, there you have it. And of course, we'll provide those. But 
Thanks, Bill, for coming on. You've, you've motivated, made me think a little bit. I've got a lot to do today now to, uh, to get to that stillness, but I'm going to make it happen. What's, what's, the, what's, the th what's the first thing that comes to your mind that you have to do? That I have to do or that I'm going to do for this? That you're going to do, that you're like, this is what comes to mind is I'm going to do. I think what I really need to do is reevaluate all of the things that I'm tr putting the pressure on myself about and figure out why I want to do those and, you know, and which are important and which aren't. And, you know, what, what, and then also what it means to have been productive in those things. Yeah. Beautiful. And then yeah, I think that's, a, that's... A, a little less distraction, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I allow mm -hmm. myself to just kind of tune out for an hour or two and like, minimizing that yeah i love it i think it's a good idea jay so we'll see if it works we'll see buddy thank you bill have a great rest of your day and i will talk to you soon yes thanks you as well thanks again for listening to best hour of their day and thanks again to our special guest we appreciate all you guys do for us with best hour of their day when it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback, we are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram. Give us a follow. Like our pictures. Feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us, day at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.